Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And nothing in this offseason seems to be going like we thought it would. No. First, we were wrong about Cam. Allegedly wrong about Cam. Allegedly. Now, AJ Green. I was confused. I was totally I was totally caught off guard. I don't know what they're doing. I understand you want an established receiver to kind of pair with your well we'll just say it, your rookie quarterback coming in. But do you really want to franchise tag AJ Green for eighteen point four million dollars? I, I can't understand the logic. You know that's guaranteed money, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So once once you once you officially tag him and he officially signs it, you're now on the hook for eighteen point four million dollars for the entire twenty twenty season for AJ Green. Whether he's healthy or not. I don't Chris, I honestly I don't understand because they have a nice amount of cap available. Not tremendous amount, but a nice amount. And they have some some things to do. They have a lot of things to do. Yeah. And not a ton of money to do it. And, and this narrative that they keep talking about trading Andy Dalton. They're not going to be able to trade Andy Dalton. No one's I, taking Andy Dalton. It's not going to happen. No one's taking him for that salary. No way. Really not going to happen. And you got some – we went over this. Uh, so if you want to go back and listen to our first episode where I went over uh, what I would do for the Bengals – the biggest thing I did was sign Jack Conklin from the Tennessee Titans, a 25-year-old left left tackle. Right. Left tackle? He might be a right tackle. But he's a tackle nonetheless. And I know they already have um, a, a tackle, a pretty good one. Those were the bookends to protect your quarterback. So, Chris, you're going to sacrifice getting a bookend tackle for A.J. Green. Please. Man, I'll I tell you, it, it's so funny because A.J. Green, we all know what A.J. Green can do when he's healthy. Correct. But the problem is the words A.J. Green and healthy have not belonged in the same sentence without the word not in between them in a long time. I mean, just like clockwork, if he even starts the season, he'll go through three, four games, and then – Hamstring injury will cost him six, eight, ten weeks, and his season's done. This guy is a top. I mean, we do. Uh, spoiler: We do have our top ten receivers list today. Yeah. Yay! And uh, spoiler: AJ Green's on neither one of our lists. I didn't even consider him to be honest no. with you. It's not because of talent; it's because of health. He cannot stay healthy, and you have all this rebuilding to do. You have to essentially rebuild this offense from the ground up, with the exception of Joe Mixon at running back. You're going to get a new quarterback. You're going to have to cut Dalton. Nobody, nobody, nobody is trading for a guy like Andy Dalton for $17-plus plus million. Wow. There is no way. People will pick him up and give him a chance, absolutely, without a doubt. No one's paying that. Uh, you're not going to get any kind of trade value for him. They'll pick him up off free agency. You can't afford to take a chance, as talented as he is, 
to tag A.J. Green. With that money, they could even go ahead and sign two decent players. Well, like I projected in. Exactly. I had a, a right tackle, and I had Corey Littleton, the mi- middle linebacker from uh, the Rams. Absolutely. And, and I mean, it, if this was a guy who didn't have health issues, who was as talented as he is and went out there and had numbers like he has when he's healthy, I would not blame them in the least. I'd say you got a young quarterback coming in, allegedly, and he's going to want a top receiver to throw to. It's going to benefit him greatly. A.J. Green's a vital part of your offense. He hasn't been a vital part of their offense for three years. He can't stay healthy. And you're going to waste a massive portion of your salary cap, of your free agent budget, on a guy who may step on the field twice this season. Doesn't make sense. It's interesting that you said allegedly. Everything you just said, the one word I picked out okay, allegedly a young quarterback. Well, we, we don't know. Do we know? Apparently we don't know, Chris. Some fun, fun little facts that I figured I just found out about. <clears throat> Joe Burrow apparently has not definitely said he's willing to go to Cincinnati. Oh, is he, he going to pull a... Uh... Pull an Eli? He might pull an Eli. Gonna pull an Eli or uh No, it's it's, it's not said he's gonna pull an Eli. Um the the when he was asked at the combine. So this is why this is coming out because now, you know, that it was the first time we actually the press had an opportunity to talk to young Joe Burrow. Um if he was when asked if he was going to show up, he said he'd show up. He said, if they draft me, they draft me. Show up to where the draft? Uh, no, he'll show up to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, okay. But he said, you know, if they if they draft me, they draft me. It's not what I would call a ringing endorsement. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't blame him for not being excited about playing there, but as a professional, you have to be like, yeah, let's see what this team can do. Yeah, you, have to, you have to play the part. You have to play the politic game. And it's interesting, Chris, because the money's slotted. The guaranteed money, it's slotted. The years, it's slotted. Yeah, so no longer can the first pick go and get a $40 million guarantee. Like, you know what you're going to get when you sign. Yeah. So why would you even mention anything about leverage? Unless you plan on not playing. Yeah. That's about the only leverage you have. Right. And I want to credit a, a young gentleman by the name of Rich Eisen. Oh, young Rich is. Uh, yeah, I like to, I'd like to give uh, Rich Eisen a compliment. I got nothing against Rich. I just, he's just not all that young. <clears throat> he was on um, he was on the Pat McAfee show. Shout out to Pat McAfee. Does a great show. Yeah, I've seen it before. It's really good. Or, um, seen it. Heard it. <laughs> he made an analogy, which is very intriguing. He said, what if you heard secondhand through a friend of your fiancé that when it was apparent you were about to engage to be married to this woman, her response to her friend was, and I quote, if he proposes, he proposes. Yeah, that's a solid, eh, sure, that's, why not, okay, yeah. Now that's, I actually, a, that's a perfect analogy, actually. It, 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 that it's on, spot on, yeah. Excellent move by Ridge Eisen saying that. I say all that about his comfort level going to Cincinnati. Apparently, reports are that he has expressed interest in playing with A.J. Green. 
a lot more interested in playing with A.J. Green than playing on the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the rest of the Bengals' offense has interest in playing with A.J. Green also. They just haven't been able to because he can't stay healthy. And and I'll add to, I will add to your point, Chris. You know the last time he played back-to-back full seasons? Uh, it has to be at least six years ago. Yeah, 13, uh, 12 and 13. Yeah, okay, when, even longer. Um, 14, played 13. Uh, in 15, played a full 16 slate. Good job. Uh, 16, he played 10. 17, he played 16. Uh, I don't know how productive all these were. I mean, you can go by, you can go by the numbers. 1,075 catches and eight touchdowns in, in 17. And then in 15, 86, 12, almost 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. I would say that's more indicative there of the stature he built. But, sure, yeah. But in 2016, he played 10 games. And then 2018, he plays nine games. Like Last year, he didn't play at all. Uh, great. So if it's year to year, great. So you're going to roll the dice to say, oh, well, yeah, it's it's the other year. So he's going to play 16 games. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great move. $18 million. His best year, Chris, is 98 catches, 1,400 yards, and 11 touchdowns. That was in 2013. Way, way long time ago. Yeah. He's had, and he's had some leg injuries and ankle injuries since then. And that slows a player down. As, as well as age. And... I just, I just don't understand. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, okay, Chris, and we'll get more into this in, when we discuss the draft, because honestly, I now have to pump the brakes on my mock draft and reevaluate the top ten. Remember how, how many times have I said the draft will start at number four? Yeah, it appears that may not be the case now. Incorrect. It yeah. may start at number one, yeah. especially if the Cincinnati Bengals decide to put a for sale sign at the number one pick. But what if they just say, <laughs> what if they just say, bear with me here, forget it. You know, Burrow is already acting like he's a star. He's already acting like he's full of himself. Yeah. What if they say, you know what, Tua... Tua's coming along just fine in his recovery. He's looking good. He seems like a good kid. He seems like a guy who's going to come in and be a team player, not build a team, you know, not make me the star to be a star like like Hollywood Joe Burrow. What if they just say, hey, we're going to take Tua number one. He's our guy. Where does Tua, not Tua, where does Burrow fall then? I would equate this to what happened to um, Josh Rosen. And Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It Aaron Rodgers is what I thought of. Yeah. Less than Aaron, a little less on Aaron Rodgers, not by about how much he dropped. But Rosen was a little bit more. I, I There's a movie reference um, that you brought up before we started. And it's accurate. It's I like the movie. I know a lot of people trash it. What, Draft Day? Draft Day. Well, no, people are wrong then because the movie was awesome. A lot of people dra- trash yeah, it. Yeah, well, a lot of people are wrong then. If you don't like that movie, you're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Draft day, you had the, the 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 predominant number one pick fall, and I know it's I, guys. I know it's a movie. I know they play it up for show. It kind of played a little bit in real life with Josh Rosen. He had this. Josh Rosen has an arrogance about him that I hated, 
And I, my first prediction was Josh Rosen is going to fail. Can I check the box, Chris? Uh, multiple places, yes. Okay, thank you. He's not good at all. I know it's only been two seasons, but he hasn't shown you anything to go for a third. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna do that check, check in a, a pen, not pencil, because I'm kind of. I think you're safe to. I'm just saying, you know, I, I guess it's possible you could turn it around, but I don't think so. He had a little bit of an attitude, because trust me, they had the cameras all over those guys on that draft. He had a little bit of a that that look. The same look the guy had in draft day had, where he's like, "What the hell's going on? How is nobody? How does nobody want me? What is what is yeah. this?" And he didn't say nothing. He wasn't on the phone or anything. He didn't. Now Aaron Rodgers, I think he did leave the room at one point. I don't remember if Josh Rosen did, but he's your teams right now in the top ten. You're not waiting until draft day. To, to do all these phone calls and, and, hey, what's going on? Why is he dropping? Why is he dropping? Or you're you're looking at these comments and saying, um, let's start doing our research. Yeah. You're you're the... Let's do our due diligence and see if this really is our guy. You're the Dolphins. Okay, well, what if they do take to a Tumbaa? And now we're looking at Joe Burrow at number five because nobody, tra- nobody else traded up at two. Nobody traded up at three. Nobody traded up... To four for the Giants. Giants took their Giants took their guy because nobody wanted to trade up for that spot. Yep. Because nobody wants to jump up for no offense to Justin Herbert, but nobody wants to jump up for Justin Herbert. So at number five, do they look at it, it's like oh, the Dolphins? Do we take him, or do we do a lot more research on Justin Herbert or Jordan Love or eat or or Jacob Eason or from? Do we do more research? Yes, you do the research. You do the research on the top tie, top 10 quarterbacks because if you're scared about what he's saying right here, that's that's dangerous right there. But if he's saying this bef- when he thinks he when he thinks he has leverage and he doesn't, what's he going to what's he going to be like when he's actually part of your organization? Right. And he does have the what are you going to do? Release me for a bad attitude? Like, you don't want those players on your team. And it was baffling why Eli wanted to not go to San Diego and go to the New York Giants. Not, like, landscape-wise, because, you know, New York's a bigger city than than San Diego. But at that point, San Diego was on a run. Yeah, it was was a better team. That was Drew Brees and and, and LaDainian Tomlinson, and they were were going to the playoffs every – and the Giants hadn't – even weren't even a thought in the playoff contention. Well, you know, aren't you wanting them to play in New York? You want them to play in the Big Apple? Exactly. You wanted okay. all eyes on the Manning family, and he wanted them in the NFC because Peyton was in the AFC. Right. He wanted that dream matchup. Yep. Peyton and Eli in the Super Bowl, which thank God never happened. Oh God! But yeah, I at least give Eli credit. This little credit, they identified a team. And they said that they, they one they came out and said, "No, we're not going to play in San Diego." Right. They didn't make them wonder. They brokered the deal right. to get to New York, but they emphatically said, "We're Eli's not going to San Diego." That's what Archie uh, decided. I think. I think if Eli, it was up to Eli, if Eli didn't have Archie Manning as his father, and it was just a, a nice father that let his child do what he wanted and let him grow and be. 
Eli might have went to San Diego. Well, Archie can't have that because then he wouldn't be – he wouldn't be, you know, in the spotlight for something he didn't do. Exactly. Wouldn't be able to steal from his sons. What Joe Burrow's doing, I just don't like. It's – you're being wishy-washy. If you don't want to be – I can – everyone can understand if you don't want to be with the Bengals. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, then couldn't just, blame them. Just say the, say the damn thing. I don't want to go to Cincinnati. If he even contacted Cincinnati, because they are our first on the clock, he can contact them. Oh, yeah, they can have con- all the contact He can say, want. I don't want to play for you. I don't like the way your team is built. I don't want to play for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. You, it might, you don't it might come off a little a-hole-ish, yeah. but there's nothing wrong with it. If you emphatically do not trust the organization to move in the right direction, then you don't, and you don't have to say it out in public, but no. say it to the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. It's gonna it's gonna kill the Bengals fans. It's gonna kill the Bengals organization. Well, there's like six of them anyway, so I mean, it's not gonna hurt that many people. There's five, I think. One moved Went on. Went to Cleveland, which I is think, sad. No, yeah. mo- moved on. But Cincinnati needs to make a decision now. They need to decide if it's Tua. Then they have to consider keeping Andy Dalton because Tua might not be ready for the season. Uh, I just got to tell you. I mean, we got we got another uh, yeah. We got we got the most another topic here going on too. But I think there's they're going to do something that makes no sense to anybody. Even if they know this kid's not the right one, they're going to take him. They are going to sign AJ Green to the franchise tender because this is a poorly run organization, and this is what poorly run organizations do. They just throw more money at problems that aren't going to fix anything. Uh, see a Washington Redskins. For reference. And speaking of poorly run teams, well, Jaguars news. Oh, poor Jaguars. You know, I feel bad for them a little bit. But it, it's a, a disturbing narrative that's forming. So first it was Jalen Ramsey, right? Yep. He wanted his money. They didn't seem like they were going to give him his money, so he wanted out. Didn't want to play there. You've heard nothing from Yannick and Jaku. Nothing. Nope. No extension talk, no nothing. But I mean, no, nothing bad. You know, no, no whispers of hushed tones of "oh, he wants out" or this and that. You know, "oh, he'll sign, he'll sign a deal." There's, like, there's nothing, and all of a sudden, you know, it's apparent they're going to tag him. Obviously, sometimes they tag players just to be able to work out that deal. Work out the yeah, give more time to work out the long term contract. Uh, he doesn't want to sign long term. Yeah, he actually came out and said that, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. He. Uh, Pollard, he says he loves Duvall, he loves the Jaguars fans, but he does not see himself long-term in Jacksonville. Because nobody can. Because they're, again, they're another poorly run organization. I mean, case in point, the starting quarterback they signed. Let's sign Nick Foles because he comes off a good season. Okay, that happened before. The first, first run in Philadelphia. Played and had a couple of really nice seasons. For whatever reason, went somewhere else in free agency. Did terrible. And I don't want to hear, oh, it was because it was the Jeff Fisher Rams and it was this or that. No. He just didn't fit the system. He wasn't good. He fits in Philly. I don't know why. There's something about the water in Philadelphia. He just don't know, but it works for Nick Foles. Goes down to Jacksonville. And you can't call this run a complete bust only because he was injured. He didn't get a whole lot of time to uh, mesh with the players around him. Right. And you know he was gone. He you know he had to, had the broken collarbone, I believe it was. Yeah. 
obviously you can't throw much. You can't be out there practicing with that. It's not like, you know, oh, I have a hamstring pull. I can still go out there and throw. It's a collarbone issue. So he's not out there practicing with these guys. Comes back late in the season. Didn't do so great. They put Minshew back in. That's a messed up, that, that situation, because now they have Foles. They signed to a pretty nice contract with a pretty nice guarantee. Yeah. And now they have this kid Minshew who looked really bad at times, but also had a little certain something, a little intangible, you, you know, a little bit of that it factor. Don't know how much. Maybe he used up all his magic in this, this three or four game stretch that was really good. He may have. But, I mean, he looks like there's something there you can build on. And that's a mess. The salary cap's a mess. Ramsey wanted out. This dude wants out. I'm just going to butcher his name, so I'm just going to say whatever you said. Yannick and Jocko? Yeah, bless you. Um, so, I mean, it, <laughs> this was the elite defense in oh, the yeah. NFL oh, yeah. two years ago. Two years ago. And now, they're five and eleven team at best. At best, this is one. This is one of the only times where I can say this team can legitimately blame the Patriots for their fall. <laughs> yeah, because not yeah. only did a they stop them from going to the Super Bowl, and the Patriots won. Or was they didn't that win that year? Oh, those Eagles. My yep. Bad. Not only that, Chris. The next time they played, they went full tilt and beat the Patriots in New England. No, I was in Jacksonville. I was in Jacksonville. Thank you. But the Jaguars looked great in that game. But the problem was. And that was it. Yeah. They played their Super Bowl. In week two. In week two. Of, the, yeah, that season. Of the season. Blake Bortles last season in Jacksonville. And it went downhill from there. Well, it went downhill after the AFC Championship game they lost when they re-signed Blake Bortles to a two-year deal for like $35 million. Yes. Because he's just, a dumpster fire. That was a huge mistake. That guy I, sucks. I said it point blank. You shouldn't re-sign Blake Bortles. He's not the answer. I don't know who they could have gotten at that point. I didn't... I'm anybody? Sorry. I'm sorry I didn't do research. Yeah, they could have got anybody. Really. Joe Flacco? Realistically. They Stevie could've... Wonder? They could have traded for Would have thrown less interceptions. Well, no, because Joe Flacco wasn't. Um, Joe Flacco was still starting in uh, Baltimore. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just making. You're just throwing anybody okay. besides. I get, I'm following you now. I'm sorry. Um, if I'm Jacksonville, right? Okay, I know I already did their off season, and I tried to make it work for them, and I did. I think I think I did a good job making considering work. the mess they left you with. Yeah. And here's another problem. I'll, I'll, on top of all of that, the guy I have them projected to take number nine, uh, I'll let the cat out of the bag on this one. Isaiah Simmons, I am debating on him being the number one prospect. I am that high on this kid. Like number one overall? Yes. Wow. Like talent-wise. Dang. Like, you know how um, Chase Young is the number one prospect? Yeah. I feel he's the number one prospect. We'll get into that in a later date. Yeah, for sure. They're at number nine. He may not be available at number nine because he ran a four, four two nine, four, four three nine in the uh, in the uh, combine. He's a linebacker slash safety. Okay, and ran a four three nine. That's insane for a linebacker. It's almost not even fair. I would say if I'm Jacksonville now, looking at that guy, 
moving up and being taken higher, possibly, not being able to get him. I might just blow it up. I might just look, they already they already declined the option on Marcel Darius. I already right. got that one. Trade Campbell. Trade Calais Campbell. Cut DJ Hayden. It's gonna save you money. And if you can't sign Yannick and Jaku, I would agree to tag him. Tag him and trade him. And work out a deal. You can get a deal for him. Oh, absolutely. He is twenty five years definitely old. Definitely get something for him. He is he is in his he is in his prime. Yep. This is guys, this is a third round pick that became one of the elite defensive ends. Mm-hmm. That is a guy you want to invest in. That is on par with Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack was a first round pick, but you understand what I'm getting at is it's a it's a guy that came into the league at a certain skill level and elevated his game. You can get a first round, maybe a, a first and a second. I personally I would push those to next year. If 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 it's me, because you already got two first round picks, you don't want to take three. No, no, and yeah. and, and carry that weight because then in four years, what are you doing? Four or five years, what are you doing? You're looking at who who we're going to sign, who we're going to lose. Stagger. Yeah. I think you trade. I think you trade whoever you can trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try to get as much cap from as you can. You take even if it even if you have a terrible team, you know it's going to go two and fourteen. Cut you whoever you can. Trade fools. Obviously, you keep your young guys. Uh, you keep like DJ Chark. You want to keep him. Uh, any other young talent you still have under rookie contracts. But anybody else. Try to get rid of Foles if you can. Don't know what you can get for him. Try to get rid of him. You're going to take massive cap hits. Take them. For the long-term health of your team, cut some of these players. Because you're not going to compete. And I'll, I'll throw a little nugget towards you, okay, Chris? If you push that first-round pick the next year, right? And to your point, if they go to 2-14, and 14, you, you, you disassemble the team. You even potentially take the cap hit that it's going to hurt on... Nick Foles. Because if they cut him or trade him, that bonus, that that guaranteed money falls on that year's cap. Not the following year. You right. know, I think you can maybe work it to, to stagger it. They could but, be one and done and just be but, done with it. But I think I think you have to put it on the twenty twenty season. I think that's how I read it. And you can go in the next season and if you get the first or second pick in the draft. You look at a kid named Justin Fields. Look him up, everyone. Ohio State. He did go to Georgia, but he transferred for. Um, no, he went to. Yeah, he went to Georgia, and he transferred for obvious reasons because from Jacob Fromm was not going to get usurped. He's from Kennesaw, Georgia. I don't know where that is in Georgia. It's not too far away from Jacksonville. Invest in him. You got your two first rounds picks from this year, whatever you get. And you still have Miles Jack. And you have on offense a young DJ Chark still. Who looks extremely, extremely talented. The kid could be really good. So that's what I do. I know I just blew up everything I did for Jacksonville, but this is earth shattering news that Yannick is not going to sign. Long-term. And that's that they can't even get him to resign. He doesn't want to. Like he's, not gonna, he's not even going to listen to offers. Like, like I, they have him projected at a five-year, eighty-five million dollar contract. That's seventeen million dollars a year. 
they could go. I bet you they could go twenty million AAV at what five for a hundred, and he'd look at him and say, "No, no, I'm not going to sign here." But they can do that because they can't afford it because they made such bad decisions. Correct. But even if they could, they're not going to. So Jacksonville's I, I, a dumpster fire. I, yeah, I agree. It, it's, it started with Coughlin, and he built a program that got him to the point where two years ago they were close to a Super Bowl. And then, just like that, it just fell apart. Honestly, if I'm the owner, he's already made one move. Getting rid of Tom Coughlin. And apparently alleviated some stuff. But I tell you what, Doug Marone, it's got to go. Oh, if he doesn't start the season out four and one, four and two, and the team doesn't look really good, yeah. he's going to be gone before week seven or eight, no and, doubt. And we talked about this in the coaching carousel. There's a lot of hot prospects for coaching that didn't get jobs. Absolutely. That owner can look and say, oh my God, there's all these guys that are still available that all didn't this get talent. jobs. Yep. I can see what happens this year, and if it's if it's a dumpster fire, I can cut bait with Doug Marone, who's quite frankly an old fossil in my opinion, as far as his logic on offense, and go with a a, a, a new young coaching prospect, and they can assemble a team, and I can build it through next year's draft, paired with what maybe they. Maybe, yeah, maybe they um get some offensive line help or defensive line help. You know, guys that they they can just build around, and then go get your playmakers next year with your new head coach, your new GM, yeah, and your new philosophy. That's really good in theory, but I don't know. I, I just I don't think problems like that usually start from the top, the top down. Um, anyways, we are move on to something we promised last episode that we. We're not able to deliver, but we have it ready for you today, our top 10 receivers list. What we're going to do, we're going to start at 10, and I'm going to read mine off, and then I'm going to tell Ben why he's wrong. That's that's real cute. And then, no, hey, you know, I just, you weren't saying nothing. I was trying to fill, fill the, the, uh, fill the dead air, yeah. All right, so we got for number 10? I got Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions. Kenny Galladay, maybe and, in a few years. But. And, and I'll tell you this, Chris. By the end of next year, top three. Okay, we'll see. And uh, yeah, it's on tape now, so. Yeah, it's fine. I have Keenan Allen. That's a good move. It's a good move. Uh, I mean, elite level talent, but he does tend to disappear sometimes. So he can't be top three, top five, because he just disappears. Yeah. The ball will still be thrown to him, but he'll disappear. So, well, nine. Chris Godwin. I can't. You can't deny the size and ability, and he had a great season. And unfortunately, Bruce Arians called it before the season. Yeah. I mean, well, Arians, look what he's talking about. I mean, unless he resigns Jameis. I have Devontae Adams. Uh, I don't think. I think the truly elite guys, elite, elite guys, don't need somebody around them to be elite. Uh, Adams was good this year, but I don't. I just don't put him up any higher than that. I mean, he, he can be inconsistent, talented, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased for some reason. I got nothing against him. I, I just don't think he's top five. So oh, Interesting. Eight. Cooper Cup. 
Cooper Cup. All right. Can't deny the production. Can't deny the ability. The problem is, is to get in that top five, and it, it's probably probably because of uh, the the puppet. Jared Goff. Yes. Yeah. No, no. I wanted to keep it just to the puppet. Uh, he disappeared a little bit last this past season, and I'd like to see those touchdown numbers kind of click up a little bit. Uh, it's much of the reason why Jules can't get. I'm sorry, <clears throat> Julian Edelman. Uh, can't get up there just because he's touchdown totals just don't. Yeah, it doesn't really add up. Yeah. Help. I have at number eight. You had at number nine. Chris Godwin. There you go. I think, realistically, if he keeps going the way he's going, I think he'll surpass Mike Evans as the best receiver on that team. Oh, absolutely. And, which is no knock on Mike Evans. That's just how good Godwin is. I think he'll surpass him, and he could be, much like you said about Galladay, Godwin could be a top five, top three guy by this time next year. Absolutely. Number seven. I'm going to throw a curveball here. Julio Jones. Oh, that is so, that is criminally low. I'm sorry. That is criminally I, I, I'm low. sorry. I, I punished him a little bit for the injury. What bug. injury? Last year. Beginning of this year. He's just, he is a dynamic talent. I just consider the other six players just that more impactful than Julio Jones. Mm. And when the team needed him the most, and he made a spectacular catch, but the Patriots were able to make enough plays in the biggest game to win the game in the Super Bowl. And Julio just, much like much like Terrell Owens against the Patriots, he was unstoppable. He was a force in that game. Just needed one more play. Wow. And I, 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 won't, I won't punish Julio because his quarterback and coach are choke artists. <laughs> I got Tyler Lockett at seven. You know what? I forgot about him completely. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought you two made up earlier this year, we but did. apparently I, you didn't. It was something against Tyler Lockett. It was it personal. I completely forgot about Tyler Lockett. This guy's fast as lightning. He's got great hands. Uh, when they actually throw him the ball, you're not going to see him drop it very much. He's kind of creeping up to the elite, elite level now. I don't think he's quite, quite there above the guys I, I put ahead of him, but uh, he's he's a top notch talent. All right. Number six. Tyreek Hill. Ugh. Can't I, I can't deny the speed. He can take a cross a crossing route, uh, a little slant, and he's gone. He can. He can also do a good Amari Cooper impersonation and disappear for half of the time. He can. But he's a little bit more reliable than Amari Cooper. Which, I'd agree with that. By the way, I wouldn't even consider him for a top no, no. twenty. No. I I filled out up to up to fifteen and I didn't even think about Amari Cooper. No, I mean, Hill's good. Um, I actually had him, if we went farther, I actually had him at number 11, just out of my top 10. But for uh, for six, I have Adam Thielen. That's a, good, that's a good one. I mean, the guy, I know the Vikings offense isn't built around him, but you saw last year when he was out, that offense struggled. Yeah, it was impactful. When he came back, they were a different team. Like, like for for Diggs to be a factor, he needs to get the ball. He needs to get the ball in good locations in space to make a play. Thielen, that's why he's up where he's up. Because 
he doesn't need space. He can make plays. He'll he just make be, it happen. Yep. He could. There you go. He could just make it happen. All right, now we're in the top five. Now we're in the, the rarefied air. What do you got for five? This is kind of funny. Because you, you dogged him a little bit and told me that he's not a five, top five player. Or top five receiver. Devontae Adams. That's my opinion. I, I, I just think I, – I disagree. I think he's talent. he's got the talent to be a top five player. And he showed when he was on the field this year, which is why he's five and there's four people above him, is that he did have a little bit of an injury bug this year. Not a lot. But when he came back – he came back like a house on fire, and he was pretty dominant. And outside of Devontae Adams, they have nothing at receiver. And I mean nothing. No, they have players. They just don't use them. Well, we, MVS should be a better – We, we be a know better we know we are the president and vice president of the MVS club. Yeah. But – and for those who don't know, that's Marquez – Valdez Scantling. A criminally underused and underappreciated receiver on the Packers. Which I hope, by the way, he goes to another team and has success. At uh, number five, I have Cooper Cup. I have made no bones about my appreciation for Cooper Cup's talent level. Appreciation? That's a light way of putting it. Yeah, well, the man the man's a hell of a football player. And I thought you would I would use a stronger terminology than than that. Such as you might have a little bit of a let's say Man crush on him a little bit, yeah. Okay, you know what? That's fine. I'll go with that. I think I, I'll take I the think Cooper Cup man crush. Yeah, there's a there's a slight passion of love for for Cooper Cup. In this. Right, it's a family show. Let's not make it weird. I'm just saying. I'm just calling it like it is, folks. Uh, this is Ben. Ben. This is the segment where Ben makes it weird. That's going to be a weekly segment now. Ben makes everyone listening uncomfortable. Okay, now we go. Thanks, Cooper Cup number five. Who you got number four? Ah. Uh, I have Adam Zeeland at number four. Okay. I think, than I, did. Okay. I think he's a top five player. And everything I just discussed with us uh, when we when you picked him, I think that's it's just what he is. And, and I can only imagine if he had a better quarterback, yeah. what he would be. Yep. He could he could be number one. Could be. Could and he be. may still be. He's young. I have Mike Evans at four. Um, quite frankly, I don't have any reason other than he's just not as good as the top three guys. He's yeah, phenomenal. That's he's tremendous. That's where we're at. That's really what it is now. It's not a matter of, you know, you get to top ten where it's like, oh, Keenan Allen's ten because he kind of disappears. It's, these top four guys for me are the best of the best, the elite of the elite. It's really just if you gave me a pick of who I would take to start a team, this is the order they're in. Yeah. So Mike Evans is four. That's not a knock. He's tremendous. Uh, anybody would be lucky to have him on their team, but I just don't think he's better than my top three. So now let's start the top three. Who do you got number three? Number three, Mike Evans. Okay, there you go. So because, I mean, you're, you you just explained it perfectly. It's, I can't knock, I can't knock Mike Evans. The, the guy can just make catches. This is the same thing with Thielen. If I can imagine with him a better quarterback, what his numbers would be. Because yes. the guy can really like, – like Jameis sometimes would just throw the ball up and he would catch it. Yeah. How many times did he have nothing in the first half? 
Oh, and then they start God. throwing because they had, had because he had zero targets because they wouldn't throw him the ball. There were there's and then, at least and then all of a sudden he's five catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns in like six minutes of game time. It's unbelievable. I can think of it. Uh, I had three fantasy teams this year. I can think of at least two or three times where the person I face had Mike Evans. Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to cruise to a win. Just like that. 25, 30 points. I'm like, yeah. you know what, Mike Evans, screw off. <laughs> but we love you, Mike. We love you. We do. Uh, at three, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Again, because I just don't think he's better than my top two. That's fair. Uh, and he is outstanding. Uh, I actually, in my, I have a, my 12-team fantasy league, I had the, the seventh pick this year. I took Hopkins number seven overall because all the top running backs were taken. I took him as a number one receiver. Before this season, I would have said he was number one. Uh, but I think two other guys, I think there's two better players at that position. People may disagree with me, but I think there's two better. You got number two. And one of those people is sitting right here because DeAndre Hopkins number is number two. two. Uh, there is really only one other person that is better than DeAndre Hopkins. But DeAndre made it abundantly clear throughout the years, not just this year, but even before he had Deshaun Watson, that he was a special talent. Absolutely. And he could do lots. Was Tom Savage throwing to him? The guy was a pro bowler? It's, it was... Brock Osweiler? For, I mean, come for, on. for a time period, it was criminal that the Texans wouldn't get themselves a decent quarterback. And I get it, they invested in Brock Osweiler, but that was a mistake. Wow, say that three times fast. I can say Yannick and Jaku like that. But, but you yet, can't say Osweiler. I don't know. Go figure, huh? Go figure. But DeAndre... <laughs> Is a special talent. He's a special guy. Speaking of man crush, you want to get the flowers? You going to send them candy? No, What's no, going no, no, on? No, no, Valentine's Day just passed. I don't have that kind of passion for DeAndre Hopkins. Mine's for number ten. Kenny <laughs> number Galladay. one, you mean? Kenny Galladay. That's, oh, okay, that's yeah, my, yeah, right there. Well, number two, I have a guy who you criminally underrated at seven. Oh, arrest me. I have, uh, I have uh, Julio Jones. And I don't care what people say about oh, well, stats were under right this year. Go back and look at his look at his body of work. This guy has been a number one top tier stud his entire friggin' career. Even with injuries, he's a big body receiver. He's been able to fight through them and play at a high level. I don't think I've ever seen somebody not practice as much as Julio Jones and come out in the game and actually just play his ass off and put up numbers and help his team win. Struggled this year. The entire offense struggled this year. Uh, I think Matt Ryan is on the other, on the wrong side of his career. On the wrong side, I don't think, and he's not garbage, but he's not what he was a few years ago. I think that hurt. I think they tried changing some things game plan wise this year. For didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Austin Hooper's emergence hurt Julio's numbers. Uh, definitely, Julio's Julio. I mean, uh, there's only one guy I would take before him if you gave me the choice of anyone to start a team with. And that is our consensus number one. No, oh, yeah. Ben, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. I mean, that's it. He's the best. He's the man. He's the, uh, I mean, you he, can't get better than Michael Thomas right now. He's a single 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 season receptions leader. Yes. Didn't matter. Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him, didn't matter. Drew Brees, Taysom no Hill. problem. Taysom Hill, no uh, he, problem. He had a few throws, but I think he did throw at least once to, to Michael Thomas. But, yeah, there was no drop-off with... Teddy Bridgewater. No. Michael Thomas is the best. 
I don't really know how anybody w- could argue it. No, there's there's zero I mean, argument. We can we can readdress this next season at this point and see if we still agree. But I, I don't I don't see him dropping off for years to come. And you could if you want to, you want to say there's recency bias with him, you know, being the all time, uh, all time single season reception uh, holder, and that's why he's number one. You can say that. Sure, that's fine. And maybe this argument will be different next year. Maybe Tyreek Hill will go off next year, and you'll be forced to put him number one. Or maybe... If Tyreek Hill is consistent, it doesn't make what Thomas said, I'll put him on number one. Right. I have no problem with that. But right now, in this moment, there is nobody better than Michael Thomas. If you think it's recency bias, and you don't think Michael Thomas is number one, just tell us why. We'll have a conversation with you. Just let us know. Hit us up on Facebook or wherever and uh, tell us why. We'll have the argument, but I'll tell you what. Bring something substance to the table. Yeah, not because just, if you just bring this, <laughs> because you're wrong yeah. because this is this guy's on whatever. It's Devontae Adams, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Packers fan, and, and Devontae Adams is the greatest, and he's the best, and is that the argument? You're going to lose. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of. Uh, bring it. Speaking of losing, we're getting we're getting to the teams now in our pre free agency breakdown that aren't terrible. We're getting into playoff teams now. Might not have been the best, but they're not awful teams either. Right. So I think full disclosure here, guys, some of these are gonna be a little shorter than the other ones were. Because one of these teams, especially the the first team here, the LA Rams, there's just not a lot to not a lot to break down here. Yeah, it's 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 a couple of things, Chris. It's there's not a lot to do. And you also have to think of the following year because when you when you build teams, you can't just think in the now. You have to plan it out through many years. So when you start with the Rams, they have almost 22 million dollars in cap space. That's not too bad. And it, I don't know how either, looking at some of the players they've signed. That's crazy. It's strange. I agree. A lot of those contracts are early on, though, too. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, it's also it, – you also have a little um, leniency because you don't have a first-round pick. So, the rookie reserve, you also don't have a fifth-round pick, just as an aside. So, the rookie reserve is probably one of the lowest in the entire league. But you have some big free agents. You have Dante Fowler, Jr., uh, Andre Whitworth, your left tackle, which, by the way, he's 38. He's probably going to retire. Michael Brockers, Corey Littleton, and Greg DeLeg Zerline. You got to, you got to, and you got to muster up a team. I've never actually said this before. They have to resign that kicker. Yes. They need to resign Zerline. Like, that's the guy they have to resign. Yeah. That's, that's the one guy in that entire group that I'm predicting they're going to resign. Because Dante Fowler Jr. is not going to get resigned. He's going to want money. They yeah, they won't have the money. Um, I remember hearing somewhere a uh, player wants him. I don't remember. I, honestly, I wish I could have remembered what team wanted him. But I want to say it was Buffalo or some team, some player, some prominent player on a team said they wanted uh, their team to go out and get Dante Fowler Jr. Why, I don't know. He's not that great. He. To the point of Yannick and Jaku, he Dante Fowler Jr. was expendable because of what Yannick did. Dante was a first-round pick. 
top 15. And Yannick beat him out as a third-round pick after, like, two or three seasons. Two seasons, I think. But I let I let Fowler go. Brockers, I let him go. It's a defensive tackle. The Whitworth he, contemplated retirement after the Super Bowl loss a few years ago. Yeah, so, so he's, you don't even know if he's going to be playing. Yeah. And Corey Littleton, he put, he put himself in a nice spot to get a big contract. I had him going to the Bengals. I don't think that's going to happen now with the uh, A.J. Green franchise tag, potentially. Yep. Um, Good job, Cincy. Nailed it. They'll have to make a decision on somebody, and I would rather go with a right tackle than a middle linebacker. So, all we're going to do here, boys and girls, we're going to sign Greg Greg Zerline. I'm going to go out and sign Damian Snacks Harrison to a one-year deal, and I'm just going to go to the draft and get a couple players. Maybe maybe move around the board and see if I can pick up a couple extra because – Honestly, they need to get cheap players in positions because it's just going to get tougher. Like you said, some of those contracts are still young. They're going to mature. They can't get out of Todd. I, I know there's rumors about Todd Gurley getting traded. Or they can't get out of that now. sub-rumors. There's no way. No. Makes no sense. And there's no way they can do it. No. That's what I mean. Financially, it makes no sense. So... That's all I got for the Rams. I mean, they, they can't do much. But this is a team. This is a team that traded two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey, who's known to be a, a locker room disruptor. Yep. This is a team that paid Jared Goff, who's essentially just a guy who holds Sean McVay's clipboard. Uh, what was it? Uh, God, what almost thirty million a year? Almost thirty-five million dollars a year. Uh, this is the best team that makes bad decisions in the league. This is the best. Or the worst good team. If that makes any sense. I don't know. But they're just constantly... Once again, like Jacksonville. Jacksonville didn't make it to the Super Bowl. But Jacksonville had an elite level defense. And how, and, long, did it, and how long did it take to destroy it? Uh, less than a year. Yeah. Less than a year before they started to. Um, Rams offense was far better the year they went to the Super Bowl than... Jacksonville's was when they went to the championship game. But even that, I mean, how long is, uh, I mean, Cooper Cup isn't long for that place. They won't be able to afford him. Cooper Cup's up next Robert, year. Robert, um, I can't remember his name. Ooh. Robert Woods. Yeah, Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks. Robert I mean, Woods is cheap, too. Yeah, like right he's now. Got, he's got a contract, and it wasn't crazy, but it's also not cheap. And he's going to want something. He, his next contract will be his last. So he needs to make a count. I think he will be in his 20s still when his contract's up. And Brandon Cooks ain't getting cheaper. No, he, they gave him a as soon as the as soon as he got traded from the Patriots, they gave him a fresh new contract. So that's in year going into year three. That's got to go up. It's there's just so much to do. And and guess what, Chris, you have to find yourself a left tackle. Yeah, because Willworth probably gone. Right, and I don't think he played all season. And what was the one of the biggest complaints this season about the Rams? Couldn't run the ball. Yeah, but the genesis of that is the offensive line. It was oh, yeah, so yeah. young. Right. Because why was it so young? Because Whitworth couldn't play. And there's a there's a name escaping me that, that signed in another team that was, I think, their right tackle. I can't remember it. But it was a key... 
He was a key asset to the team on that offensive line that they lost. So they tried to plug it with a bunch of young kids. Guess what? Shock of the world. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then now they need to rebuild that. And how are they going to rebuild it? They don't have the money. Don't they have the draft, don't have the draft capital. Sorry. So okay. and you're in the div- you're in the division with Seattle and San Francisco. Good luck. Yep. And uh, with that, we're going to move on from the Rams because there just isn't. Thanks to their own bad salary cap management and draft pick trading, there's really not a lot to discuss with them, no. honestly. So if you're a Rams fan, sorry, but blame your team. All right. Now we're on okay. to, I think this is going to be some special interest for certain listeners of the show as well. And you to try to not be biased as, I will you, try not to be as you discuss this. The Philadelphia Eagles. Ben, there's a laundry list of things here. Why don't you start while I take a nap before you finish this? Okay. So the Eagles are not in terrible position. They got about $43 million in cap space. It's not too bad. Unlike the Rams, they actually have their first-round pick. They have some free agents. They have Nigel Bradham, uh, linebacker. Rodney McCloy, one of their free safeties. Ronald Darby, corner. Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver. Timmy Jernigan, defensive tackle. Howard, running back. Kruger Hill, uh, outside linebacker. Jalen Mills, safety. And... Mike, Malcolm Jenkins has a club option for this year. And I point that out for a reason. It's because he wants more money. Chris, what was the last player that wanted more money? What happened to him? For which team? Uh, the Eagles. I believe they caught him. No, they traded him to New England. Michael Bennett. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We didn't discuss this before the show. I was lost. Sorry. I thought you just would have picked it up. I, that's that's on me. Folks. I was zoning out because there was so much content coming at me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the last guy that, that wanted more money from the Eagles got traded. And the Patriots did give him, his mo- did him the money. Uh, personally, I don't think Malcolm Jenkins is worth the money he's getting paid right now, much less getting a pay bump. But that's just me. So what am I going to do? What does this team do? Well, we know what their number one issue is. is Receiver. Wide receiver. There's no way they can bring any of those guys back. So, D-Jack is still under contract. And so is Alshon Jeffrey. Sorry, Eagles fans. And there was a report that Alshon wanted out, and Alshon shot that down. But I, you know what I say? Where there's smoke, there must be fire. I mean, where's he going to go? I would trade him. If I if for what I didn't do that here, but if I I would try to trade him just like, to what, get him what are you out. Of, get for I mean, you're talking just to get anything. It's a zero. Uh, it's a zero sum gain, if you will. Okay. Get rid of him because it's better not to have him on the team and develop somebody else. If you can't stay healthy, we talked about that when we talked about the Eagles before. Yeah. Their their issues with the receivers. Yeah, you're right. As good as as good as uh, Deshaun Jackson and. Um, Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon, wow, you just said his name. I can't remember. As good as Jackson and Jeffrey can be, they're no good at all to the team if they can't stay on the field. Even mediocre receivers who play are better than two guys who can't get on the field. So. Absolutely. But anyways, you're, you're, what you're so saying? So I'm, I'm going to sign Timmy Jernigan at defense tackle. I'm going to sign Kruger Hill at linebacker. I'm even going to resign Jalen Mills at safety uh, just because these, are, these should be small dollars 
They shouldn't break the bank, to be honest with you. And if they want you to break the bank, well, tell them to pound sand, to be honest with you. I am going to sign two receivers. Paul Richardson. Freddie Mitchell. And no. No? no? Okay. No, 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 no Freddie Mitchells. I'm going to sign Paul Richardson, who just got cut by the Redskins. One-year deal. Just give him a one-year deal. See if he's got it. He's got speed. He's still decently young. Look talented in Seattle. Absolutely. He was a first-round pick for a reason. And I'm going to pull a move on, on Kansas City. It's a little bit of a gamble, but I'm going to sign Demarcus Robinson to a four-year deal. He showed he's got something. He's still young. He's not a he's not a first round pick, so there's no fifth year option attached to him. And Kansas City has other things to worry about, like making sure they retain Chris Jones mm-hmm. and sign a certain quarterback to an extension. Yeah, they start wrapping up those piles of money for Patrick Mahomes. So you paid a couple other receivers, a couple other players. I don't think they're going to be able to sign Demarcus Robinson. So if I'm the Eagles, I go get him. I have now inserted Paul Richardson and Demarcus Robinson as receivers and subtracted at the minimum Nelson Aguilar. And I'm going to try, if I were them, to get rid of um, Alshon Jeffrey. Can't get rid of Deshaun Jackson. The money's just... They had these guys, and then Jackson came back and could be healthy. Be a really nice receiving core. Something. I'm going to sign Artie Burns from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have projected him low dollars because he ran out of favor in Pittsburgh. I take a gamble. You give him a two-year deal worth something, it might be worth it. And then I'm going to get Demarius Randall, who played with um, the Cleveland Browns at free safety. I'm still on the fence on Malcolm Jenkins. It's just a little too cost prohibited just to straight up deny the club option. But here's what I would here's the thought process going into it. If it's better for your clubhouse to remove Malcolm Jenkins, you might want to do it. Because there was a cornerback that got cut last year during the season. We discussed this. I can't remember the quarterback's name. Yeah, I can't either now. For some reason. I know we talked about it too. I remember, I remember us talking about him bringing up Jenkins at the time also. But he said how they were still hanging on the Super Bowl and how Malcolm Jenkins once went Malcolm Jenkins once or some facsimile of that. I just think it's better off just to let him go personally. And then I actually have them draft a receiver too. So now you bring three receivers in. Three brand new receivers to incorporate into your offense One's a rookie, one's a decently experienced player on the up, and one is a guy that's trying to reclaim something. It's something better than what you had. Because if you go into this season with Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, and D-Jack... Yeah, now it's your fault. If you do that again and you don't address this receiver situation, it's your fault now. I'd like to state right now, if they bring back all three... Can I go on a, a rant? Well, you can anyways. It's our show. But uh, can I go on a, an extended rant, if you will? Sure. Okay. We'll just open the show with that. Actually, we'll end it. That way you can calm down before you... Fair enough. Yeah. Because once I get going, Chris, I'm going to go. But even even everything I did, they still have some cap space. Yeah, the cap room... Cap, money isn't their issue. They have the cap room. They have to make smart decisions when it comes to personnel. 
and they have a nice tight end. They have a nice backup tight end. They have nice players. Get the receiver in check. Get some corner. Get some secondary help. And honestly, you can be the division winner. The Giants aren't going to beat you. Washington's not going to beat you. And the Dallas Don't Cowboys. sleep on Ron Rivera. Well, we'll see I'm, what he I'm can kidding. do. I'm kidding. I'm not this year. I don't know what he's going to build this year, but it ain't going to be one just all of a sudden this year. And I just don't think the Cowboys are going to have what it takes. No, I don't either. Especially if they re-signed Dak for all that money. Now he's comfortable. No. Well, let's move on to our final team of this episode, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are in a nice spot. Now They're a scary team. They are. They could really do some things. Chris, I could have went aggressive. I really could have. But Buffalo's not a super aggressive team. No, they're not. That's why they usually, usually lose big time free agents, because they're not aggressive. And, and, and partly because, and this is why they have $80 million in cap space. One of the top teams in cap space. But they have some guys they have to resign. So they have their defensive tackle, uh, Phillips. Um, their center, Long, is a free agent. Uh, one of their corners, uh, Kevin Johnson, is a free agent, but he's not like, you know, important to the team. So uh, their guard, Span, is um, a free agent. Shaq Lawson's a free agent. That's a big one. And Wallace, their number two corner, is a free agent. Now, I'm going to resign Span to a decent amount of money, keeping him, making sure I retain him. Because guards are are semi-important, and having line consistency is important. And I misspoke about Long. He's not their starting center. He's just a depth guy. It'd be nice to keep him. Um, but if you if you don't want to exercise that club option, it's not the end of the world. Phillips, I think you have to keep. Defensive tackle, pretty young. I think it's a, a steady piece to retain, not at great dollars. I do, I do resign Shaq Lawson at defensive end. Four-year deal, fair money. Because to your point, they have problems keeping their free agents. So if you have one that wants to stay – I think you make that you make that value, and say okay. Yeah, here makes you sense. go. Now you've you haven't pigeonholed your team to retaining the entire second uh, the entire defense. You still have maneuverability to kind of okay. Well, this one's not this player is not working, so let's move him out and and bring somebody else in. You have that ability if you just make these small small deals that will pay dividends. And I think Shaq Lawson's got enough to help the team. He's not going to get 15 sacks. He's not going to get 16, 17 sacks. It's not the way that defense works. But he's going to make an impact. I'm going to make a big splash here. I'm going to have him sign Emmanuel Sanders. Mm. It's a big splash for them. For them? We'll see how much he has left. Because they have Cole Beasley, they have Jerron Brown. I'm forgetting one play, one receiver. I don't know who it is, but it th- no, no, I'm not thinking. Of, I'm thinking of somebody else. I like Emmanuel Sanders as a talent. I just wonder if going to a place as cold as Buffalo, 
Well, that ground is going to be as hard as he as hard as it is with his knee injuries in the past and his age. If that is the best move for him, it's fair. Team build wise, he fits like a glove. If this was a team that played in warm weather or even in a dome, I'd be like, eh, a couple cold games a year, maybe against uh, division rivals. Okay, cool. I'm also projecting that they won't play serious games at home. I don't think. I think I think when they get to the playoffs, because I think they'll be a playoff team, they'll be on the road. And I think they'll be built for the road. But I, I, get, I get your point. that He's got to make it there first. Yeah. Even with eight games yeah. at home, plus where, whenever New England... Um, then you had a game in New York against the Jets, a game in New England. I get it. So I understand your point. I just think it's a it's a, a fit a move that fits the team. Oh, it does. That that does. I have no argument there at all. And gives you three receivers. Dawson Knox, a tight end who's developing, and a tremendous talent at running back. I'm also signing uh, Blake Bell, tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs. Additional piece, a nice add on to to expand the offense. He's not gonna end the world at, at tight end, but he's he's a, a solid player. Solid player. Thank you. You need role players too. You can't sign stars. You need you need you need your second, third stringers, guys who are gonna come in and make plays when you don't expect them to. That's those are that's the mark of a championship team. Absolutely. And I'm gonna sign Jordan Howard. He's still young, but I think having that second guy, Frank Gore, but let's no offense to Frank. Make him younger. So now you have Jordan Howard. You have Frank Singletary. is Frank is a marvel of science, but yeah. And then you have Singletary. Now you have two guys who have like skill sets, mm-hmm. although we would say Singletary might be a little bit more He's a little faster, I think. A little faster, a little more pass a bit, pass catching ability, whereas Jordan Howard he doesn't really catch the ball. No. Didn't do it in Chicago because they had Tyreek Hill, and he was more talented at that. And obviously they didn't do it last I mean, year. Uh, Tyreek Hill? Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen, I yeah. meant Tariq Cohen. I know what you meant, yeah. I couldn't think of his name either. That's why I said it like that. And then in, in Philadelphia, he kind of got usurped by Miles Sanders yeah. by the end of the season. Which he should have been earlier than that. I agree with that. So that's what I'm doing because I think – Two things, you're you're building a team, and you want to make sure you keep the core of the team together and just add pieces here and there. And two, you don't want to lock up crazy money because there's a there's a gentleman at cornerback that you're going to need to pay. Oh, pay quite a bit too, also. And this could be a Stefan Gilmore issue situation again, where first game of free agency, he gets a fat contract from somebody else and goes away. Here's the thing, Buffalo. You need to, and I'll just end on this. You need to make Devin Singletary the focal point of your offense. It's not Josh Allen. Josh Allen will do wonders for you if you don't ask him to do too much. Oh, he did that in the postseason. Did what? Did too much. Oh, exactly. That was their game plan. They went in and totally changed their game plan, and he had to do too much. Like, if they'd make much like in Cleveland, making Nick Chubb the centerpiece of the offense, if they make Devin Singletary the centerpiece of their offense, and they just have 
Josh Allen, you know, run the ball when he can. The guy, the guy, just cannot hit water falling out of a boat. His accuracy, passer, he can throw the ball eighty yards in the air. Congratulations, he's also thirty yards away from the receiver. That's awesome. So you keep short intermediate passes, have him go long once in a while, let him run the ball, let Singletary run the ball. I do like Jordan Howard coming. I think that's a good pickup. Have that. And don't stay within yourself. Yeah. Know what you are. Josh Allen is not going to be able to throw the ball 45 times a game. He's not going to be a 5,000-yard passer. He doesn't have to be. You can win a lot of games with Josh Allen, a quarterback, as long as you do it right. There's two teams last year that you can you can pinpoint. They knew who They knew who they were, and that's what they did. One of them, San Francisco 49ers. We've said it all year. The other one, Kansas City Chiefs. They knew who they were. And there's a reason they were playing the last game of the season. I mean, obviously, you know, they could bury teams, but they knew who they were. They knew in any given quarter, quarter they can drop 21 they, to yep. 28 points. They, absolutely, without a they doubt. They are that scary. And their offense, much like some teams' defense can force an uh force an offense to change their game plan. Kansas City Chiefs offense clicking like that forced other teams offense to change what they were. Absolutely. And that's what the 49ers did in the yep. Super Bowl. So, well, that's going to wrap it up for me. You got anything else? No, I just I just love what you said about the 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 Bills and if Josh Allen doesn't make that leap this year, you need to make the move. Yeah. Don't hang on too long. You have a team structure, especially if they pick up Emmanuel Sanders. They have a team structure where for one season next year, you can go get yourself an experienced quarterback. If you have to break the bank, you break the bank. You'll have the cap room. And push this team. Because Miami's not coming anytime soon, unless they get a shock for some reason. The New York Jets, we don't believe in. And it's Sorry to say this. It's only a matter of time for New England. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen to this team. This year. This year, never mind in the future. So, This is your opportunity right here. It won't be extended. This might be your opportunity right here. You have a very small window. This year and next year are basically your two years. Because Tremaine Tremaine Edwards, you know the linebacker? Right. I love that kid. That kid is a skill set beyond belief and him and Tredavious White are coming up at the around the same time yeah hmm. so that's all I have to say about Buffalo it's a good team yeah very good team and it's going to get better I believe alright well folks that's going to do it as always please let us know what you think of any of our topics today whether our AJ Green franchise tag fiasco or our top 10 receiver list. I'm sure we're going to have a, a lot of uh, disagreements and conversations on that. Or our pre-free agency breakdown teams. And Ben, where can they do that? Well, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's Ben and Chris Talk ben, Chris, talk fo one Or you can hit up us on Facebook. It's Ben and Chris Talk Football. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. For Ben, I am Chris, and we will see you right back here Friday morning. Thank you.